millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello and welcome to Recharge Wrestling Podcast. We're here to plug you into the world of professional wrestling. I'm your host, Fisher. And um, as always, I'm with Keeney. Hi, guys. Krusty is usually here as well, but he's not here this week due to a uh, prior engagement. He's busy um, doing something else. So he, I'm sure he's going to have a fun time without us, but uh, we're here. Um, and tonight we're covering um, a lot. <laughs> um, there's a lot. Of, been a busy week again in wrestling. Um, two Dynamites this week because uh, they went back to Wednesday night as well as Rampage. We've got NXT basically putting on a, a mini pay-per-view in Halloween Havoc. And obviously, we've got the usual stuff from Raw and SmackDown. Just in case you missed it, um, we did cover Crown Jewel on a special bonus pod the other day. So obviously, that's happened since our last weekly pod. So check that one out if you missed it. Um, and we're going to start tonight with uh, NXT, which is unusual for us. We normally sort of um, haven't gone to that because it was such a sort of big show this week and newsworthy. We're going to start with uh, NXT. So I'll come over to you, Keeney, straight away. What are your thoughts on Halloween Havoc? Yeah, so I, I think it's a good good that we're starting with um, NXT for the first time ever. Um, and really, when now when when I think of NXT, I think of Toxic Attraction, and yeah. and this and this was their show. They won all the gold. Um, we kicked off the show with the ladder match um, between the tag, uh, the the triple threat yeah. tag ladder match. Um, which was interesting. It's not the best ladder match I've ever seen, but there's a lot of green people. Yeah, it was, a bit, it was a bit botchy, wasn't it? Yeah. And there were like, a couple of big botches in this match. Yeah, there was a big spot that Io Shirai took. Oof, that um, which, so nasty. Yeah, it looked out of control. It looked like she, she missed it properly. And, it was, and she's like, the most experienced person in the match. No, I'm not yeah. saying, I don't even know if it was her fault or it was meant, but it looked so nasty. When that happened, I was like, oh shit, like she's going to, yeah. she hurt. She was okay, but bloody hell. Yeah, that did look painful. Brave um, bump to take anyway. And I, yeah. I don't think it went right. No, it, it, it definitely looked, it just looked out of control. It just looked like, um, it didn't look normal. And um, But I, I think in the end, the right team won, especially when you then went on to, um, I think it was the second to last match, the Mandy-Raquel match, um, which obviously we had also in a match, the return of Dakota Kai. Oh yeah, that was big news. Coming out. Coming out in her, um, I mean, it's, it's, I think they've done this before. This is that spot where um, on a Halloween show, they've had someone come out in like a Grim Reaper. Yeah, they were building to it as well, weren't they? They've showed a couple of vignettes the last couple of weeks. I actually said a couple of weeks ago that I think it's Dakota Kai. Yeah. Because um, there was a lot of talk about it online and it made sense for like, the size and the body shape of the woman. It was clearly a woman. I yeah. know it wasn't some big guy. So 
Well, one um, of my first thoughts was that is, is that one of Toxic Attraction? And then I think it showed them on the ramp after. I was like, oh, it's obviously not. I was thinking I, I, it's got to be someone that's not currently on the show because I thought it could be the other person I thought it could be was Ember Moon because she's been teasing sort of a heel turn and, uh, and yeah. she hasn't been on the show for a couple of weeks. So I thought it could be her, but it did turn out to be Dakota. Yeah, it's interesting with Dakota as well because I think we all thought she was moving up to the main roster. I think, well, I think that was the original plan. And obviously, they didn't call, she didn't get drafted. And she's obviously probably requested to to go back to NXT or they've asked her to come back or whatever. Um, I would have liked to have seen her. Prefer, personally, I would have preferred her to get called up than to redo the Raquel feud again. Um, but we'll see how it goes. Possibly, but I think, I, I don't think we had a, I guess we did have an end into the feud, I guess. We had that match. But I I, I've, I think we all thought, or at least I thought, that Dakota Kai was going to win the title. I thought that was going to be the end of the feud. So I think there's, I still feel like, even though there was that match, I still feel like there's maybe there is more a, left a little say. bit more to go in this. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting because they'll have that as like the the second down feud in the women's division on NXT. Then they'll have a title feud with, I don't know who's going to be Mandy's next challenger. And then you've got Io Shirai. It could maybe be Kaylee Ray based on... Yeah, so Kaylee Ray. Well, that was I, what I'd like to see. But... Her promo was very um, heelish, though. Yeah, it was very. Yeah, like, maybe, maybe um, not then. Maybe yeah, it was not. very uh, aggressive. Um, and just one shout out I wanted to give for the for the opening match was Persia Perotta. Yeah, I thought I, she did work hard off in this. Yeah, I thought she was the absolute standout of this opening match. I really impressed me. Um, for someone, probably the person I know least about in this in this um, tag match, I thought she, she I thought she was really impressive in, in the opening match. Yeah, um, I think it was a really enjoyable match to watch, but it was one of those matches I was kind of watching, kind of like, oh God, what's going to happen? Because Zoe Stark missed a, she did, a, I think it was like a 450 or something. Yeah. And she missed it and like landed almost on her knees, like, because she didn't want, it oh, looked yeah, really yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just looked awkward. Um, don't think she hurt herself or anything, but it just didn't look very good. Yeah, and there was a couple of other botchy bits in the match. And I was just like, this, you can tell here, there's a lot of an experience in this match. Um but, you know, overall, I'd say it had a net positive and I enjoyed it. What did you think of the actual match between Mandy and Raquel? Um, again, I would go on a good, not great. It was all right. Um, yeah, they were just, again, it, for a street fight, it wasn't quite as street fighty as, as kind of, I guess, we're used to. Um, no. I, I, I don't know what you thought, but yeah, there was just a lot of stuff. Like they, they did the bit where they got steps onto the side of the ring and then kind of used them back to the front it just looked a bit weird I, I don't know maybe that was meant but there's just a few bits where I thought it doesn't quite look right um yeah but obviously the ending was great and I I one thing I do love is Mandy's um running knee I love that as a it is a ring. good finisher and she does it she makes it yeah, she really good, does connect really well I think she's improved a lot in the ring I think the match was decent enough like you could tell it was too I mean Mandy's fairly experienced now in terms of like an for an yeah. NXT performer you know, she's been around yeah. on the main roster and stuff. And Raquel was obviously a, a, a really good in the ring. So I think the match was decent. Um, there was some, there was some, uh, obviously there were some Halloween gimmicky spots in it. Raquel put the mask on and didn't oh, use yeah. the fire extinguisher. <laughs> but that, we had that throughout the show. And, and we also had that on Dynamite, which I'm sure we'll get to later. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, this was a Halloween themed show. So it made sense. But um, yeah, so there were some bits in it that were a bit like almost silly for a street fight. But um, overall, I think. Like you said, I think it was the right decision to put the titles on all three of them. Um, once the tag match, well, they won the tag match. I was like, well, surely Mandy's winning because you wouldn't yeah. have the leader of the group not win the title and the other two and the other team win. I just thought that would look silly. So um, I'm pleased for Gigi Dolan and JCJ. And I think they that could have happened 
earlier. They had a match and lost, which yeah, you know, that's, that's the weird now. When you look back yeah, maybe they were saving it because they wanted to do it one night. I don't know, but yeah. um, you know, I think there was. Right to say, I don't think that India and Persia getting the titles would have done anything, and I'm just so glad the titles are off EO and Zoe Stark because as a yeah, team, I love EO Shirai, but yeah. as a team, I don't like them, um, and I hope. Io Shirai does goes on her own. In fact, put her in the title picture. Have her oh, face man. Put her on her own roster. Get her out of NXT. Well, I, yeah, ideally. Uh, with, I, with the Kotokai staying around, you don't necessarily need her in there as well. I think they could do with a top, another top woman star on the main roster. Because I know they've got an influx of new people coming in. They've got a few people called up anyway. But someone that could go right to the top, Io is one of those people. Um, yeah. I feel like there's a void at the moment. Um, no, there with is. people like Asuka and Bailey missing that you could push someone new into that to freshen it up because it does feel like three of the four horsewomen and Bianca are kind of that's it you know they're the only ones that are getting any attention so yeah, yeah maybe maybe you could do that I think the only thing worth mentioning is Raquel's entrance is really cool on the motorbike yeah uh, yeah that like was good that. Um, I, did, I didn't know she was into that bike so I think it might have been mentioned before um but they were like oh two things you know about Raquel is she she fights hard and she rides motorbikes and I didn't know about the motorbikes. Um, maybe I just forgotten it. Maybe it come up before. But I thought it was quite a cool entrance for her. And I really thought I really thought they was gonna they were gonna involve the motorbike at some point when it, when it was a street fight. But just got rid of it and moved on. So uh, that's two of the two of the title matches covered. We might as well talk about the other two title matches. Um, for me, the match of the night in ring wise was the tag team title match between Imperium and MSK. Yeah, I, thought, I, 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 my note here is match of the night question mark. I think it probably was. I think it was definitely this is the, match the most. Of the night. Not only the most I've enjoyed MSK, but I think the most the crowd have enjoyed MSK. They've got a lot of boos um, previously. Crowd have been against them fighting, and I don't really know why because they've always been good in ring. I don't really. Yeah, know why they you, are. They are great. Why you ring. wouldn't, um, you know, cheer for them, but. Of all times to take the titles off them is when the crowd finally get behind them. Um, but yes, brilliant match. So, some of their um, tag team moves and like the um, like flow and offense they do is incredible. Um, and you have, and obviously, I guess Imperium being champs is fine. They're a, they're a, a strong team. Again, two really good wrestlers. Um, and there was a lot of talk in this match of Walter. I think there's some talk before the match of Walter. I think the commentators... Yes, a few times. I and thought this was match... very noticeable. They, they they did a promo before and they were asking about, would, is Walter watching? Is he going to be happy? And then they yeah. mentioned it after as well. And I think it, Walter's clearly coming to NXT, well, which if, I really if want. If he's coming in and, you know, then maybe Imperium being tag champs is, is the right decision. But like, if, you know, you, you could really... Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I definitely I think, think so. Because right I actually thought, we'll get to uh, the other match in a minute, but I thought, this and the other match, we're going to have the other way, results the other way around. Um, I thought the, the women's went the way it was, but I thought the yeah. men's titles were going to be the other way around. I thought surely they're not going to do every tra- title change's hands. That's a bit much. Um, and then yeah. obviously they did the first three, and I was thinking, well, is, is Breaker losing? And then he, he did end up losing. But this this was good. Um, my only thing about this match was some of the lumberjacks that were used. Um, people are just, just watching Carlo Riley just standing outside the ring as a lumberjack. It's a bit sad. <laughs> Um, but you know, maybe that's where he is at this point, unfortunately. Um, I know this is a match where I don't think they needed to put this spin the wheel, do the deal. So there's not wasn't massive amounts of build up between these two teams. I just know it's needed for this one. It was stipulation for the sake of it here, really. Yeah, it, um, was, it was just to show off um, Halloween costumes. That's the only reason they had those people come out and surround. There was a, there was a cool dis- um, Canadian destroyer off the top, is uh, one of the 
um, moves of the match I've got notes on. I've put notes on how good Wesley it was. He did a really good dive onto the I actually had notes on Nash Carter being really good. So that's interesting. Yeah, well, MSK are great in the ring. And yeah, I think, I, I think they're well. really good. Um, again, they're a team, I think, and you could just put on the name roster, I think. Yeah. In terms of in-ring ability, there's not many better than them. They're well, what so, do they do on NXT so now as well? Because once you've kind of won the titles, it's always... Awkward. I mean, sometimes teams do. I think Imperium have been champs before. You can they have, have yeah. another run, but um, it normally takes a while to get back to that. So it'd be interesting to see what MSK do because they're so good. I wouldn't mind seeing them on, on the main roster where there are definitely gaps for tag teams because, um, you know, loads get broken up. And I could see them being one of those teams where, like a lot like the Street Profits, where they come up and they, they stay together and actually have a good run. Yeah, um, so I, I wouldn't mind more, that. I probably need a bit more personality for the main roster. That's the, that's the only problem with them is um, they don't really. So far, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're not as charismatic. I mean, I, I I actually watched these guys on um, Impact when they were on Impact with um, what's his name? The guy he, he actually won the title in Impact um this weekend. Can't remember his name now. Josh Alexander. Uh, no, Trey Miguel. Oh, Trey Miguel. Sorry, Trey yeah. Miguel. He was they were they were the rascals on um, Impact. Yeah, yeah. And um, I saw so I knew them before NXT. These two. Um, and yeah, they've always been great. Uh, but they had a bit more of a character on uh, Impact. So I think it's more of a stoner character. I don't think that really works in uh, Oh, really? Well, WWE. You've already got Matt Riddle, so he can't be. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> you true. Yeah. You could team him with him then. Uh, that's, 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 probably, that's probably what they'll do. To mm, yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess then the other thing to mention is the main event, Champa Breaker. I think you mentioned already it was a bit of a surprise. Um, yeah. But I actually think for a Champa retain, they did this really well because... Um, he kicked Breaker, out, he kicked lot, out of a Willow's Bell and a fairy tale ending, and a DDT on the outside onto concrete. Yeah, and it took well. it took three knees to the back yeah. of the head. Um, he, he kicked out the fairy tale ending, three knees to the head, and then another fairy tale ending. So he was protected in defeat without it being overbooked, which is he good. was. It's, it's probably a good spot for Breaker because um, I guess sometimes you can win the title too soon. Um, I don't think. I don't think I felt like it was too soon at all. I think he could have won the title. Yeah, I mean, time. I've seen a lot of sort of mixed. Some people say, oh, he should have won it. Like, why? what's Champa doing with his belt at this point? Mm. But then there's the other point of view of it was literally Bron Breaker's third match of his career. Like, is it too early? And he's not going to yeah. deliver. Even in this match, I mean, he did a couple of botches. I mean, he slipped yeah, he off the off ropes. Second, right, he? Like, Tom- Tommaso Champa is about as reliable in ring as you can possibly get. So maybe yeah. they want someone who's still got that little bit of ring veteran, someone who still has that old NXT feel at the top for now before they change it. But I do think Bron Breaker is still going to be the guy to beat Champa. Like, I don't see who else yeah, there is. Although I, I do think if Walter's coming in, you could have Walter v Champa. They fought before for the UK title. Yeah. What would be like to beat Champa? Then you have Breaker, Walter go down down the line, maybe. Um, that would be that would be fascinating. Yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't... I really think Walter now, if he's coming in, and I think there's a strong. I mean, I can't see how he's not coming in. How much they spoke about him? Mm. I think he's the guy. He's he's straight to the top. I'd be right, interested yeah. to see how how they use Walter. I'd be interested to see how they use him. Um, I'm sure they'll want him high up the card because he's oh he's so he's. Good. He's got a bit high at the card, yeah. And he's got the tag champs underneath him straight away. Like I'm intrigued to, baby. yeah, there's that as well. I'm um, interested to, intrigued to see what Pete Dunn does because he wasn't on this yeah. show. He hasn't really been around for a bit. And he's, again, someone that could win the title. I know he's, again, old NXT, but he's someone that could definitely win the title soon um, if he doesn't get called up by the main roster. 
So there's a few options. There is a there was a couple of options, but I was I was a bit surprised Breaker didn't win here. The match itself was was okay. I don't think it was as good as the the tag match or or anything like that. I think Breaker is a star for the in the making. There's no doubt about that. Um, and he's got the I, I love his the way he talks and the personality. Um, one thing I did note as well is before the match. I don't know if you know know about this, but. The, the callback with Chucky. Chucky was all over the show, by the way. I'll get to what your thoughts were on Chucky in a yeah. minute. Because he was all over this show, Chucky. Um, but back in 1998 in WCW, Chucky had a promo with Bron Breaker's dad. And there was a callback oh, okay. to this. Because Bron Breaker was like, do I know you? <laughs> and that was where that, there was a cool callback. I don't remember WCW in 1998. I'm, I was no. too... I mean, I might have watched it, but I was very young. Um but I don't remember that promo, but I've seen it pointed out online since. And I thought that was kind of a cool thing they did on this show. It was a little callback to that. Um, so that was yeah, good. Yeah, that is cool. And it's nice to see them uh, acknowledge that he's a Steiner. Uh, so kind of with his name, they've not really... Yeah, because it's annoying. They do everything. They, the music's got the sirens. They do everything. I mean, he even did a Frankensteiner and they called it a Frankensteiner, not a Hulkamara. You know, why is he not called... Well, we'll get to that as well, because Solo yeah. Sokoa was, as well. Like, every, they were trying to Uso at him. And also, um, he, it's so obvious. It, like he looks like Jimmy and Jay. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's he's got like the tattoo. He's got the tattoo. He's got everything. The yeah. only difference is he's got blonde hair. Um, but other than that, he looks virtually the same <laughs> as yeah. his brothers, you know. And um, yeah. uh, just just quickly on on looking cool, I thought Champa's outfit was that. Oh, that was so, awesome. so cool. Yeah, Kratos, wasn't it? Um, yeah, he, I, I just thought he looked great. And, um, there's a lot of. Yeah. You know, fancy dress back. stuff, but he looked. I mean, he's got a cool look anyway because he's got that big beard and the, he looks like a badass anyway. So he can kind of pull that kind of look off. Um, I've seen yeah. others do it in wrestling. Um, Stu Grayson actually did it in yeah, on Dynamite, cosplay, but yeah. it didn't look as good as Champers, I have no, to say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Champer, I just think he's just so good in the ring still, and he's still. I get why he's still champion, um, even though, you know, I get why I could have also got why they'd put yeah. on Breaker. Just, I think um, that was the right decision. Oh, yeah. yeah, a couple of other little things on NXT. There was loads that happened. I mean, they, they love squeezing stuff into this show. Um, but I thought the uh, no, other noticeable things were the non-wrestling segments. Um, you had Johnny uh, Gargano and Dexter Loomis host Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams um, in two segments in, in a Halloween sort of haunted house thing. Uh, yeah. what, I haven't spoke to you about this at all. So I want, what do you make of that? Because I know you I, like I, Loomis and Gargano. Yeah, like that, I but... really struggle with this actually. This is one. This is a, a rare miss from Gargano and Loomis. Um, although that being said, there were some funny moments in there. There were some good bits to it, but um, I just don't think it needed to go on as long as it did. Like when Gargano's like, "Oh, next year we do it at my house," or like your house is weird or something. And I, I just like there's like a few little. Um, my favorite bit was actually bits. Andre Chase randomly being yeah, that, there. That, that was good. And he that was, was like, we, "We were here on a field trip." <laughs> I like that he was just randomly there. Um, that that bit made me that made me laugh a bit, um, but it was a bit silly and over the top. But again, it's a Halloween special. I get why they're doing it. Yeah, but, um, I just don't want to see. I want to see Johnny Gargano do more than this now. I know he's gonna obviously gonna get the match with Carmelo for the title. But also, we haven't really seen Carmelo in like a jokey uh, role yet. He's been quite relatively serious going for titles. Like yeah, um, but I actually thought they played the part quite well. I Carmelo. thought him and Trick. Yeah. were quite good actually in this um it was just it went on a bit long and it did get a little bit too silly at times but yeah it wasn't I, it I wasn't horrible with a lot but of it. it was 
it was a bit much um and then there was the other thing i was actually more i I didn't mind that i thought that was okay in places i liked it the thing i i did not like was the grayson waller backstage stuff in the party and then la Knight not being i was like why is LA, where's la Knight? he won the match last week where is he <laughs> then he comes out there was some weird incident with a car then um so looks the car just comes out and does a one move on la Knight, and the segment ends and i just thought this was nonsense uh honestly i thought this was some of the people backstage looked terrible the only good bit i liked was um zion quinn choke slamming robert stone for a table that was the only and he was dressed as elvis and it took me ages to work yeah. out who that was, by the way. I was like, who is that? Um, yeah. And I realised afterwards it was Robert Stone. Um, but, like, this made everyone look crap, I thought. Like, Frankie Monet was just stood there dancing, didn't do anything. I'm like, you're Frankie Monet, you should but, be a star. And even Tony D'Angelo has been... Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, oh, he's just talking to Sasha, I'll be on your show next week. Like, okay, they've, they've, I guess they've forwarded, they forwarded a few storylines, and then Ike and Jiro and Kushida together. Um Carla Riley and um, Von Wagner together. But they, they were kind of... It was actually it more the in-ring bit random, that I but... didn't like. Um, yeah. But and and the fact that LA Knight wasn't there. And I didn't, I didn't like some of Grayson Waller on this. I like, I've praised him before because I, I thought he's in the ring. He's actually been quite good. But mm. I didn't like him wandering around talking to people. I thought he seemed like a bit of a dick, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and that's not what... I don't think that's what they're going for because he's meant to be a face. This um, is a very uh, WWE. Only f- one thing I do point out: what I loved was Cameron Grimes was dressed as an astronaut, and obviously he goes to the moon. So that <laughs> gets good yeah. points for me. That was yeah. good. I like that. Yeah, I noticed that, and I was like, "Perfect!" Like if he was dressed as anything else, it wouldn't have made sense. Um, and I did kind of like the um, Kushida and Jiro dressing up as the Creed brothers a little bit, which obviously we got again a sort of similar thing on Dynamite with Colt Cabana dressing up as. Um, Brandon Cutler. So we, they it's both did similar that. Outfit. It's not too yeah, 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 not too dissimilar. Um, so, but th- those things I thought were cool. Um, but other than that, yeah, I didn't really like any of this. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, I, I, yeah, I just think those there was there was four segments with the Loomis and the backstage party, and I think that was maybe two segments too long. I think you've had a segment on each, and um, yeah. It was just, yeah, definitely. Just a bit, just a bit long. Uh, I'd have preferred another match in there or an, an extra five, five, ten minutes on. I would have preferred they, they debuted Solo Sokoa in a squash match. Got rid of that in-ring yeah. bit completely because that bit was a waste of time. Yeah. And just have Solo Sokoa come out, show what you can do in a two-minute match even against some random person or a jobber who... Very interesting talent. to see how he does. I think he's a, we'll mention a lot in the coming weeks. Solo the fact that he's the part of the bloodline, like, don't be surprised if he's in that faction within a few months. Like, he could be pushed yeah. that hard oh. um, because of the family connections, if he's good. Yeah. If he's really green and he needs work, he should stay in NXT for a while. But Well, he's apparently he's been on, he's been on uh, independence before this. So it's not like yeah. he's come in completely green. He's, um, he's been wrestling around for a while. So he should be, in terms of in-ring, he should be fine. Um, yeah, I haven't, um, I've never seen him. And and we didn't really I, get enough here to see. I really so. think, I, I think that that bloodline in particular, just it's just like almost natural. It, it feels like how yeah. good those guys I are. I mean, the amount of stars that have come through in that family. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know. All right, should we move on to AEW? Yeah, let's um, move on. So it's been a very big week with two Dynamites with the Saturday, and then we're back on Wednesday this week. Um, and the Rampage. 
So I guess we just kind of go through a couple of the main storylines. Um, yeah, because there's no point in going through each show individually because there's three, and I feel like a lot of the storylines overlap anyway. Yeah, they do. They're, they're quite good at um, continuing them show to show. And I think, for me, the main one to talk about is, is Cody Rhodes and what the hell is going on. Um, yeah. He had one of the mo- most bizarre promos I think I've ever heard. He has. On, he's on, had on, a few, hasn't he? Light. Yeah, but I really thought this one in particular... Um, to me, the word that I thought was desperate. He was desperate to not be booed. And he was like trying to say, oh, you know, I, I could, um, you know, get rid of my um, non-compete for the title clause and win the title. I could, um, you know, I could have done a pedigree or whatever he said last week. Yeah. And then the move to the pedigree. The, in the match, we'll get to the match He's in like, a minute. But that was yeah. an awesome spot. And I'd loved, it. I loved yeah. him to have hit it, but he didn't. Yeah, um, it was cool. But he keeps saying, oh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't, but like to actively say, I'm not going to turn hill and yeah, it was I, kind I, just, of... I just don't, it's just a bit too much. I, I just not, it's, it's just not for me. It was kind of an insider promo, wasn't it? It felt like it was like, he was using insider terms and, and talking to the fans. Sob story. She was like, oh, I'm never going to live up to my dad. My, my brother's better than me. So like, I, I don't really know how, why, why we manage, how, why would anyone cheer you right now? I just don't get. What he was trying to the do. reactions he's been getting have been very weird. Like he's had a few cheers here and there, and like and but when he's against Malachi Black, mm. he was getting booed, like properly booed. And obviously, he went, he wins the, um, he won the match, didn't he? The third match, and you know, yeah. the fans were not happy. Um, when no, he won, everyone's behind Malachi. Um, yeah, and but, yeah, I, I guess the best way for me to describe it is it kind of like when you're at school and someone's so desperate to be liked and they're like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not that bad. Like, it was just, it just seemed really desperate to me. You see, really, he didn't like that he was being booed and he was trying to like, I say, just throw a sob story. And he was like, um, you all cheer Tony Khan and he's the guy who pays the checks fund, the guy who built the bank, uh, which isn't a bad line actually. It's actually quite a good line, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just, it's just trying too hard. Just like, really, like, honestly, Cody, you just need to cut down on your entrance because your entrance is way over the top. For you need to wrestle more often. You need to get into. You just need to be be more of a wrestler. That that's why people are booing. That like people were more behind Malachi because he's badass. He doesn't care what people think, and he he just comes in, wrestles, picks people up, and leaves. And Cody's almost doing the exact opposite. Like he's not wrestling much, um, and then he's he's just chatting about why everyone should love him. And I, I just I don't know. Yeah, this really put me down on Cody. This this one. He has he has these weird phases where he does these weird promos where he panders too much to the crowd. Uh, I remember his like race promo we did a few months ago, which was really weird. Um, you know, he's done a lot of that kind of stuff where he's using insider terms and he's pandering to the crowd a lot. Um, you know, and he's even saying like, "Oh, his wife's too good for him" and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, "Yeah, so no, no one really. No, it's like a bit weird, really." Um, necessarily personal on himself. I don't really know why. And and uh, one thing, what I what I noted was, you know, obviously they've had three matches now, Cody and Malachi Black, and Malachi Black has basically feuded with Cody since he joined. And you know, I'm a huge Malachi Black fan, and I was a massive Alistair Black fan as well in WWE. I just wanted to move on to someone else, and it looks like the programs. The frustration for me was that he came out in this segment. I was like, come on, can't we do something else now with him? Um, and obviously yeah. now it's kind of turned into a tag feud, which is interesting. It's, it's Alistair Black and Malachi, sorry, has been partnered up with Andrade, which 
is a bit random, but I don't mind because there is a link between them, but there isn't in AEW. That's my problem with it. The link is obviously Zelina Vega, right? Yeah, it it just seems like a weird, really weird contrived tag feud. I don't get the pack and Cody is a very weird combination. <laughs> like, he's yeah, still the like, death triangle as well. It's odd. Yeah, if, if Cody was hitching himself to, like, the biggest face to try and get himself, I, I don't know, try and get himself over, but he's... I, I don't know if Pac's the guy you want to be next to. Because to, Pac's hardly the biggest face on the planet, is he? Even as the face... He was so him. cool at the end of this, though, when he was sat down I, and did yeah, Malachi's pose and swore it, and then the yeah, I was like, this guy's awesome. But um, the match will be so good. They're four amazing wrestlers. Like, and for, for all of Cody's faults here he's so good in ring and that's just what he needs to show he just needs to show how good he is and that will get you cheered more i'm just i'm more frustrated not the fact that not just the fact he's not messing i think it's the feud continuing and just it just doesn't need to in my eyes um and yeah like i said the combinations are a bit weird but i have to say going on to the sort of andrade pack aspect of this they had a another fantastic match yeah on um on rampage um, they they don't they're not going to miss are they these two both in ring workers brilliant um, oh and one thing I did think was cool Andrade come out and uh, ripped Cody's neck tattoo I, I approved that oh yeah that was, um, that was what I mean Andrade's not the greatest talker in the world we know that but um, that line was good yeah from that him. was very um, good but they had a great match of, there was DDT on the apron plenty of dives high spots it, an avalanche brain buster I've got written down here um, the only problem was it was, it was actually, and, I'm, and this is going to be a little bit of a criticism when I actually of AW's program in general here, but mm. it was a roll up finish, and yeah. it, this wasn't the only one this week. Yeah, there was. There, I, I would, there was two on Dynamite last night. I would love to see if if anyone took numbers on who had more roll ups this week, AW or WWE, because I reckon it was close. I think AW, AW might have done more. Don't, don't have don't have them very often. There's a weird. I was shocked because yeah. that one was a roll up, and it was a great match ended a roll up, and there was two on. I can't remember what matches it was. But there was two on Dynamite um, t- last night. Yeah, um, there was. Was it Cheetah and Deep? I think was one of them. And yeah, there was, was another one as well that ended in a roll-up. And I was kind of just shocked that they did. They were doing that. And um, but that was that. It didn't ruin the match, but it was just a bit of a um, thing. And they had a good ending with that on on Rampage after that match. Um, Malachi did a mist into the eyes of Pack, and obviously Pack feuding with those feud makes sense in the sense that. Um, obviously Andrade's feuding with Pac and Cody's face, um, feuding with Malachi, but they didn't really have reason to link those feuds. Um, so it's a no. bit random. Yeah, they, just, they random. just started bringing Malachi out. He just came out at the end of that match on Rampage on Friday for almost seemingly no, didn't, wasn't linked to it before that, I don't think. No, it was, it's quite odd, but I, I don't mind them being linked together, but I actually yeah, prefer I thought, Malachi oh, on his own. You know, maybe Malachi's moving on to Andrade now or something. That's a cool feud to go on. I next. think they're obsessed with partnering. Andrade, I mean, they're obsessed with partnering everyone together in AEW. They They'd love it. They're hardly anyone's <laughs> on their own. But they, I think they're obsessed with partnering Andrade with different people. He's been with Vicky, Chavo, um, the other guy that comes out with I him. I don't know what this guy's name is. Yeah. Um, they've tried different things. I mean, obviously he had the link with, um, was it FTR and MJF? Yeah, that was your last Slightly. Thing. You know, and obviously I think the original plan was that they're probably going to bring Ric Flair in, but due to um, stuff that's happened with Rick, that's not going to happen. And I think now they're just like, well, who can we pair him with? All right, Malachi. But I think I prefer Malachi as a lone badass. He doesn't need to be linked to anybody. Um, 
so that's my slight criticism criticism of that i don't think these two feuds need to be linked together um really but individually they're good feuds although i i want malachi now to move on to something more more prominent yeah let's hope they have have a tag match um full gear in that set and and, and are they having a tag match next week is it next week the tag match i've got a feeling it is you might be right I might be, okay. yeah. Well, might well, be, well sure. hopefully it's next week and we move on. I've got a feeling I just assumed is. Cody was going to be on the card. Maybe he still will. He'll find a way. Give him a Malachi round four or something. So uh, let's move on to another feud in AEW. Um, we've got to talk about the main event stuff, really, um, between the Elite and, well, Kenny Omega and Hangman Page, really. But um, it sort of seeps into yeah. Dark Order and um, <clears throat> the Elite. Obviously, they the Halloween theme continued here. They went very over the top. Uh, yeah, what I did mean, you make of it? <laughs> this was this was lucky not to be on skid mark this week. Actually, Ooh. this was lucky because, and I don't even mind this main event as a principle. I, I don't mind the silly Halloween match. We all dress up and all do silly spots, and it's kind of what the elite the elite almost turned into. A joke group like Bucks and Cole they always do cosplaying and stuff anyway. Don't yeah, they? so if it's not even that, but for me, the, the, the world title. This is the world title feud. I just mm. can't imagine this. For me, this should not be involved in this sort of um, dressing up cosplay. You know, doing silly spots in like I, I just think this should be. Kept I think as, if they did the entrances then it's fine. But it seeped into the match a bit too much. Yeah. And we had the... Um, oh, I, I was waxing lyrical about Adam Page's promo last week, how like serious it was. That like really got deep into the issue. And next week, dress up as Marshmallow Man behind Omega. Yeah. It, it's, just, it's, just a, it's just a step back for me in this feud. And there's only a couple of weeks till um, full gear. And if they want to get me fully invested in this feud, they need to get this back on track next week. And, and, and I know this was probably a one-week thing because it was Halloween. Oh, show. definitely, definitely. Um, but I, I think they could have had the Inner Circle and the Elite have a tag match, do the exact same thing, just don't have Omega and I think they could have just Page done Dark... Involved. Yeah, I think they could have done Dark, yeah. dark Order and um, Elite have this yeah. match, but not have Omega in it but, or, and, and, and stuff like that. I thought the match was still fun and fine. The spots with the backpack yeah. and the, the things and that were a little bit much. I would have preferred they kept it to yeah, I would have preferred they did the cool entrances. Did the, the ghost I enjoyed the Ghostbusters yeah, entrance yeah, and yeah. I enjoyed their uh, Dark Order entrance. But then when they got in the ring, it was more like a blood feud match because that's how, what it's been built like. Yeah. Um rather than okay, you can have some fun spots in it. I mean the elite always have fun with a kiss spot and all that. We talk about that all the time. They are a fun group in 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 some ways, but my main criticism of this match actually was not anything to do with that itself. It was the fact that I couldn't bloody tell Adam Cole and the Young Bucks apart in this match, and neither yeah, could the were. commentary. They were neither, hyped for the fight because yeah. I was I wrote down. I thought that was Adam Cole, and it was Matt or Nick. Once. Oh, well, uh, what I get pinned? No, no. This was during oh, the match. Yeah. Early on, early on in the match, I thought, God, which one was? And then I was like, Oh no, it, was, it wasn't. And then the commentators did it twice. Excalibur yeah. did it once and JR did it. He called Matt Jackson, Adam Carl, and then, and I was like, because they've all dressed exactly the same. Yeah. And the hair, they've all got the long hair. I mean, could tell Kenny because he looked a bit different. But one of the young bucks, Adam Carl, I couldn't tell apart. And it was getting on my nerves. And it was the commentators were taking me out of it because they kept messing it up as well. Um, yeah. it actually, it actually got on my nerves towards the end of the match. I really noticed uh, JR wasn't a fan of this match, was he? 
he, he had a he's few, very few times where he kind of moaned a bit during this match, um, which I don't think helps. Well, I don't, I don't think you, you necessarily want that from one of your lead commentators during your main event of your no, TV he, show. For he's done that to be a few so times. against it. He's shown I, a few I think, times, like, I think he maybe they like just stuff. either he needs to take a back seat for this or just take him off commentary for these matches, maybe because it, it, it does, as a fan, like it kind of clouded. I was like, oh, yeah, actually, this is stupid. You're right, JR. Just what are they doing here? Like, why is this, why is this happening? And um, yeah, so I, I don't think that helps either. Yeah. Um, from JR. But yeah, I just hope, I just hope they pick it up next week. I'm sure they will. I think they will. I think this was just this a bit is, of Halloween fun. It's just a um, blip. Um, I'm not against uh, them doing having the fun. I just I do see what you're coming from with the world yeah. title, and I don't well, think the match it's, it's itself. It's a show as well. Like, if this had opened the show, and then you know, I I just think there's much better ways to book this. And um, I think sometimes the uh, you know the Bucks and Omega they they get too long a rope with with their silly stuff they want to do, um, and they're allowed to do almost whatever they want, and it's yeah. uh, it's dangerous. I think I, one I, thing I um I, I did notice wrote note down was how good Stu Grayson was in this match um yeah, he yeah. always impresses me anyway but I thought he was great in this John Silver had a really good like running wild spot around the outside as well um so the, the, the wrestling was good in the match um but yeah it was a bit over the top not going to be for it's not going to please everyone this match there are going to be people there that are like like you were just then and, and like I am to an extent where like this is a bit Silly and much for yeah for what it well, is. The, the only problem is, I just know in two weeks' time at Full Gear, we're going to have this video package of the most serious build ever. Yeah, two year long build of Paige and um, Omega, and that's exactly what it should be. But then you know you're having them dress up as Marshmallow Man, and like I, I just I don't know. I, I just think it just doesn't fit with the rest of the story. It's just so weird that this happened two weeks before the pay per view. Mm. Um, yeah, just yeah, not not your title feud. So. Moving but on I, to something else. Should we move on? Yeah, I was going to go on to the world title tournament. Yeah, well, I, I was just going to mention sticking on to the world title. a particular guy, but he's in this tournament anyway, so it's fine. Yeah, so we had, um, well, on, on Dynamite, Dynamite last night, we had Mox. Yeah, this is what I was going to mention. Preston I, I think you said last week on the podcast that you really liked the way Mox, because he had a short match last week, didn't he? Come yeah, he in, just comes just, in, beats him up. It was a really, yeah. it was really, I can't remember if it was against now, but it was really short and it was kind of like a squash match, which no one was kind of expecting. Yeah. And I wasn't that fast last week. I was like, oh, Mox could do with a different direction. But this is clearly a story that's building. And I love that he's just destroying people. Inside. I think he's going here. Like this was very yeah. hill. He, he ripped his mask, bit his face. Like, yeah. That, that is a very hill. Um, and, I, and what I like about this as well is I'm pretty sure you're going to get Mox and Brian in a final, right? Mm. And obviously, Brian is facing Mox's mate, Eddie Kingston. And mm. I think that's why he's going to turn it. That's going to make him flip because yeah. Eddie, Brian's going to be Eddie and then he's going to turn heel on Brian. That's why I, I think they've worked it really well yeah. in that sense. Yeah, you probably um, actually. Yeah, I didn't think about the Moxie Kingston. Yeah, so the Moxie Kingston link, I think, um, works really well there. Well, and also, even the Cassidy semi final, which is coming up, uh, Mox. I think the guy you might have talked about was uh, Wheeler Utah, who's been linked ah, with Orange Cassidy. He yeah. destroyed him the other week, like completely. That's true. Had them walked off. So Orange Cassidy and Mox had like a like a yeah. That, that was the match. I wasn't like I was a bit confused by the Wheeler Utah one. So I was like, oh no, no, AEW don't do many really short matches, and yeah. that was just like, and it was a guy who was on the roster wasn't a local jobber. Like there was a match on here. I can't remember even. Um, there was a random jobber that got destroyed on this show. Yeah. I can't remember. Who. Oh, it was, that, it was the MJF match. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that in a minute. But 
yeah, like it was like that. You know, it wasn't someone like that. It was someone on the roster in here. But I mean, ten was beat, battered, and bruised. He was bleeding. That, that, that's why he was in this tournament. You, you think why? How is Preston ten Vance going for this tournament? It's, that's why. Because they need someone in this spot without yeah. hurting anyone. Just get someone to just get destroyed by marks. Yeah, exactly. Um, and it really I, worked I, here. I, I thought. I think they might struggle to properly get him over as a heel, though, because I think people are quite behind, like, just how cool he looks. Like, I, I just loved how he left the ring straight away. He's like, okay, I'm done. See ya. Like, I just love that, like, don't give a shit attitude. Yeah, I do think, though, they need another top heel star because... Yeah, they do. And then they've also got MJF, who's that, like, typical on-the-mic heel. And they've got, mm. obviously, the elite. But a lot of their top stars that they've brought in, especially, like, Punk, Brian... Um, and a lot of the other top stars like Hangman, Derby, all these guys, they're all face. And I feel yeah, like they Jericho, could do. Yeah. And, and Moxie's been, yeah, and Jericho's even turned face. And Moxie's the one around, who's, so. Moxie's the one though who's been around the longest. He's had his run at the top as a face. So yeah. I feel like him going turning heel now is, is the right time. I think it's perfect time. And especially if Cody's not turning heel as well, because that's another person you could. Um, but it doesn't yeah. look like he is going to be. So I think Mox turning heel and just being a destroy, destroyer it's perfect, um, really. So I'm not complaining. I know you've got Malachi Black, Miro, like you mentioned. There is a few, obviously, there's a few top heels. They've got a stacked roster, but I feel like it's perfect timing for Moxley. It puts him in a new direction. I feel like he's been treading water in the last couple of months. So I'm he happy has, to see it. He has. He hasn't, he hasn't really been, been in many feuds. Too much for a while. Him and Kingston tag team and winning matches quickly. Um, but yeah. I want to say as well, I'm really looking forward to Danielson v. Kingston, which I think is on Rampage this Friday. Their promos have been um, fantastic. Yeah, and you um, it's like it's exactly fully expected that they, they were going to be this good. And they really get you like Eddie Kingston is so bang average in ring, in my opinion. I think I think he's so average, but my god, does he get me excited for his matches? Yeah, just, like in ring wise, there's no I, I shouldn't be excited for Danielson v Kingston because that we know Danielson's going to win, it's probably not going to be the most high fly match in the world. But Kingston really gets you into his matches. I loved his promo, and it was like, you know, enjoy my back and just walked off. Yeah, and it, there was one that didn't, it wasn't on TV. They actually did one like after the show the other day. Yeah, I think we actually tweeted it. Yeah. Oh, that, yeah, it was on our Twitter. We, we, we did put it on our Twitter. It, yeah. And that, what, that was, um, that was even better. I thought it was yeah. the two of them and like Brian like laying into him. Um, and he kind of responded here. I, I just think that, that the promo works brilliant for like a tournament match where you don't really need to build it too much. But again, no, it might do. play no in. Reason to build it, yeah. it might play into Moxley, though. I feel like it might play into it. Um, I think so, right. and I think Eddie might turn heel with Moxie, by the way, and they'll still keep them together because otherwise you've got to ruin that yeah. relationship. But I don't mind that at all. I think yeah, because they be. actually had that before, where Kingston was heel and Moxie was face, and when they were feuding. Maybe, maybe that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll have <clears throat> Moxley and Eddie turn on Brian at full gear after yeah. Brian beats Eddie. It's perfect. Yeah, Brian might well win so. the match, but I don't. I'm not sure. Even Moxley well, might win my it. prediction is Moxley wins the tournament. That's my prediction. It, if Hangman wins the title, then that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, sorry, because you don't yeah. want to do Moxley and Omega. I'm also expecting Hangman Omega. to win the title as well. <clears throat> yeah, it really depends on who wins the title. Um, so yeah, that tournament's been been excellent, and uh, we also got the women's one. Yeah, um, so it's probably not as much to say about this because we're no. an early doors. There's only been two matches. We had Ruby beat Penelope on was that Rampage predict- or Dynamite? Quite last predictably, week? I think. Yeah, nothing's bound, but I think on uh, Dynamite. Uh, last night we had Sheeda and Deeb, who again had a really good match. These, they, two, these two have got great continuously have good matches. Yeah, and Serena Deeb might be the most underrated woman in professional wrestling. She right is now. excellent in the ring. So, Honestly, and, excellent. And, like 
the thing is Sheeda, I think we all know how good Sheeda is. Sheeda's so good. We, yeah, we, she's shocking for years. Yeah, like, we you know. know that, but Deeb always has good matches. Like, it's not just Sheeda, but they've had two now in the space of a couple of weeks. And uh, it's, it's the right decision to have Sheeda go through. Um, I think now we yeah. get Sheeda Nyla Rose. I have got it in front and of me. And the thing is, Deeb did attack Sheeda again after the match here. So I feel like we're not done here. Oh, yeah, because she get, and, and they made a point to mention her bad knee. So either Nyla's just going to destroy her or we're going to have like a bye, maybe. Um, I think Nyla's going to beat Sheeda. And then we're going to get the third match, maybe at full gear between Sheeda and Deeb. Um, I think that'll be like, the, they'll do two women's matches. And I think that'll be the other women's match on the card. Because yeah, the other, just looking at that bracket, the other. If Nyla won, it'd be the winner of Chris Statland or Ruby Soho, both of which are faces. So whoever won would go on to yeah. face a, a heel Nyla Rose in the semi. Yeah, it's quite interesting. But yeah, they, these two have had two brilliant matches now. Two of the better women's matches in AW that have been given time as well, um, put yeah. on decent spot and, and have got a good storyline and not just having a match either. Because sometimes they'll just throw two women out there. They'll have a decent match for yeah. five minutes. Well, this is another it. one. I Actually, I guess... <clears throat> We do this quite often actually when they put feud matches into tournaments. But again, this is another tournament match which had a lot riding on it um, in terms of um, blood feuds. I yeah. mean, do, do you have any early indications of who's going to win this woman's title? Because it's, uh, it's, it's probably too early to tell. But on the other half of the draw, we've got Thunder Rosa and Jade Cargill. I know. Um, Ruby, so, Ruby could easily win. We've also win got, it. I mean, I think the first round matches are Anna J, Jamie Hayter, and the Bunny v Red Velvet. I don't think, I don't any, think of them. any of them will win in. No. I really think Jay Cargill could win this. That's my early prediction, um, personally. But I don't know. I mean, Ruby could. I don't see why they'd put it on Nyla, because she's had the title twice. Yeah. Main title. Thunder Rosa could easily win it. Um, just the same I, as- I'd prefer Thunder Rosa to eventually beat Brit still. I'd still prefer that, but yeah, I don't know. It's just interesting, it's interesting. Whether, 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 whether they go for a double. The good heel. thing is now is we are talking about a few women that could genuinely be pushed to the top. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I, I think there's about four or five names there that could generally win. Yeah, that and AEW hasn't necessarily had that in the past. Like there's always been one or two. That's it. There's always yeah. been like nine. There was nine of and Sheeda at the start, and then Brit was kind of popular but not really doing much. Then there was Brit and Sheeda, and it's like now we've got. I feel like we've got Cargill, we've got Ruby, we've got even Anna, Anna and Jay. Um, Anna Jay and Ty Conti have been like pushed higher up the card. I feel like yeah. even Penelope Ford's doing more. Like I feel like there's, they're creating more women's opportunities. And it's, like I said, this title is going to do that anyway, um, which is good. And I feel like the addition of Rampage has given them more time because there's always at least one woman. Yeah, they always they they go up in a women's match on Rampage. Um, so that's good. Um, so I feel like the women are getting more exposure now. Um, yeah, which is definitely good. Yeah. Um... I think another feud that's worth a mention is, <clears throat> again, it's all been um, promo work, really, but MJF and Darby Allen, which I'm sure... Yeah. We, I, actually, I think it was announced, wasn't it, that their match is coming at full gear. Yeah. Uh, which will be su- such a good match. I wonder whether Darby can... I'm sure he can take another loss, but he's lost his last couple of feuds, Darby Allen. Um, yeah. And he again, lost, here he lost we... the title, didn't he? Then he lost um, to Punk. It wasn't really a feud, but it was a big match on a, on a pay-per-view. And I, mm. I expect him to lose to MJF in this feud. Um, I guess you never know. Because one thing that is in play here is Wardlow is getting a bit restless with yes. MJF. They, they've got to turn him eventually, they right? They could have an MJF turning on, a Wardlow turn on MJF and have Darby win. They could do that. Because Wardlow is getting very fed up, especially now he's got Sean Spears' like kid almost following him around as well because he doesn't yeah. trust him. 
And I feel like that's that's definitely leading to the breakup there, um, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, here, obviously, um, I don't think anything happened on Rampage, but um, in the first Dynamite, there was a promo, Sting interrupted, and then the second Dynamite... Yeah, well, so uh, Sting got attacked in the yeah. last week. Yeah, it was kind of, I thought it was going to be similar. I was like, oh, this is... But then it went up a level because Derby returned. Um, yeah, very cool return. But obviously, Derby. MJ, every promo he does is great. So I was enjoying the promos anyway. Um, you know, ripping on the town, talking about, you know, yeah, some uh, pretty, uh, I don't know, he was talking about banging rats and stuff, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, if, if he doesn't go like, as like, there's a certain like low bar. He had, if yeah. he doesn't go below that low bar, then it's a surprise. He yeah, always, he always finds, finds exactly. He was really, um, really going in on the on a lot of things, and then. I just thought the way they did it actually, where MJF was outside and then Darby was in that jacket thing in a mask. Yeah. And then he came back. I thought it was a cool little reveal. Um, and then MJF obviously just ran. Um, and the skateboard with the um the thumbtacks on to Wardlow was Yeah, I saw a picture a actually cool of Wardlow's spot. back on Twitter earlier. It looked uh, looked pretty bad actually. Yeah, because he had a shirt, you couldn't see it on the in the thing because he had a shirt. Yeah. He's always wears a shirt, doesn't he? he doesn't he's not yeah, he had a picture of um two pictures, one of him with his shirt on with blood seeping through his shirt, then his back, and it's got like because yeah, I didn't it's, couldn't it's see anything bad. on the show, but yeah. Um, interesting. Um, so yeah, that was really good stuff. And I think the other feud really to talk about is um, the inner circle against um, the men of the year and American top team. Yeah, so um, we've got that 5v5 match announced now. For yeah, gear. and um, it's a street fight. So, there so that's going to be chaotic. Fight, that is going to be mad. Oh, no, it's, it's not inner it's circle's not... first 5v5 street fight or, you know, like not non-conventional tag. They do this. Um, yeah, yeah, that is true. But I mean, they've done stuff like Stadium Stampede, where it's like a more like a cinematic. If it's all in the ring at the same time and they're just doing a street fight, this is going to be chaos. Um, but it's in, I'm intrigued. I'm just I'm intrigued to see what the top team because there's going to be three top team guys in this match. Well, you know so, one, don't you? Dan Lambert's in the match. You reckon? Yeah. Jericho gets to choose now. Dan Lambert's in that match, hundred percent. And he's getting. What can he do though? Surely he can't. He's, he's got to run away, hide behind people for most of the match. And Jericho, obviously, I think Jericho Ma- is going to get one move on him at the end. Master Dal will be in the match because he his he was like the yeah the biggest probably star that of Dos Santos and then yeah I don't I don't know yeah. I don't know much about the people. But as soon as as soon as they got to choose, I was like Dan Lambert. They're picking Dan Lambert. Yeah, you probably you might be right. I just I don't yeah. know what he can do. Um, but it's, I thought Jericho's um promo here was really good. Um, just really interesting stuff. Um, made a joke about even Page. Um, I can't remember exactly what he said now, but he was basically saying that the only, um, basically implying that he uh, does stuff in his hotel room. Oh himself. yeah, he did. Yeah, um, which that. really made me laugh. Um, yeah, I was trying to think of how to word that then. Um, yeah, no, I don't have that on my notes. Yeah, yeah uh, that bit was funny, say, and then yeah. they were shouting. Uh, the crowd, the crowd were chanting like at him. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I can't remember what the chant was now. Yeah, but I can't remember, but it was you know it's implying it, it was it was crude, crude, but it was. I mean, they go quite low sometimes on these like low bar on these sort of. It's, it's, it's a very Jericho type insult, isn't it? The, yeah, you know, advocate someone for masturbating or whatever. But, yeah, you know, it was. It was um, it, but it was it was quite funny, and um, so I really like Jer. I really enjoy obviously Jericho is another great promo. Um, and the match itself here, you had Guevara versus um, Ethan Page. I think there was an amazing shooting star press to the outside on Page was the highlight of this match. 
Yeah, Gravari um, just the just match was decent enough. Strength in ring, I think Gravari is so good. Absolutely, okay. and uh, Gravari won, which obviously meant they yeah. say um, he gets to stay in the inner circle. They beat, tried to beat him down afterwards, but the inner circle come out and outnumbered them because top team weren't there. It was just uh, Page and uh, Scorpio Sky. Yeah, I'm surprised we haven't had a Scorpio Sky Jericho one-on-one match in the build-up to this. Maybe we'll still get that. Um, Possibly. I thought that might have been the match where they decided who picks the teams or whatever. Because um, that's kind of that's been a storyline that's kind of gone on is Scorpio Sky's pinned Jericho twice. Um, might have, might have got that, but yeah, no. Nah. But it would be interesting once it comes to it. Is there anything else from AW? I think we've covered a lot there. Um, yeah, there was. I just want to say that yeah, Brian Danielson. Dustin Rhodes match as well on uh, the first Dynamite on Saturday was really really good and, and just showed that Dustin still got it. Dustin uh, Rhodes can go. I mean, Cody wasn't wrong. He is he is the lesser of the two. Brothers, <laughs> but, but... Over his career, yes. Yeah. Right now, probably not. But yeah, over his career, I can't disagree with him really. Um, yeah. Oh, Dustin's so good. Yeah, and he has. He's been mad, he's mad at his age and like the amount his body's been through. He still can put out performances like that. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. So, should we move on? What do you want to talk about first? SmackDown or Raw? Uh, SmackDown, I, I think SmackDown happened first. Yeah. And we kicked off SmackDown. New era, brand new roster. We kicked off with this, the first half an hour of the show, I think. It, it was, was a lot of the show. Was it was Lesnar. Like a quarter of the show. But I don't mind shows like this where, like, someone takes it hostage. I, I think it's quite interesting. And to be I'm... honest, it's the most interesting thing on the show. So, if, if you're taking it, if you're doing it with, I don't know, like an undercard feud and it takes too long. If, if you yeah. did happy talk for half an hour, do you know what I mean? No offense yeah. to Baron Corbin and Minute Moss, but <laughs> like that would drag. But this was, uh, this was by far and away the best thing on the show. So. Yeah. And um, I just want to give props here to Adam Pierce. I thought played his role so well. Yeah. Su- such a good kind of helpless authority figure. And, um, and I'm so glad he wasn't on Raw on Monday. Cause he, so he sold the. Yeah. Yeah, you know, exactly. if he'd have turned up on Raw and just acted like nothing happened, I'd have been like, oh, that was stupid. But he hasn't. And I think he's been on Twitter since as well. And so sort of tweeting about it. So he's definitely playing into the storyline, which I think is good. And just another quick thing I just thought of is um, Sonya's been acting more hill and she's like behaved hill towards Pierce getting injured, hasn't she? Where like, yeah, she kind of blamed him, didn't she? Like later on, she was like, I guess I'll have to deal with him. Deal with this because yeah, Pierce I couldn't, think it, couldn't it deal plays with into her character as well. Yeah, nicely. so she's she's used in it well as well. Um, mm. You know, I think eventually, I, I've said it. I think I said it before. But I think they need to have a show each, Pierce and Deville. I think they're both really good in their roles. I just don't know why they're both on both shows. I think they're both their characters are both developed enough now you can have them on separate shows. Um, but yeah, so Lesnar suspended, and I guess this is so yeah. they can maybe keep this feud going till Mania. They can suspend him for a few months, bring him back at the Rumble, and then we build to Mania from there. That's what yeah, I think. Probably something like that. And um, yeah, this, this was an awesome, it took like half an hour. So you had Roman and Heyman open the show up. That I, the only negative I had about this was, I thought they played up. Paul and Roman were sort of playing up that Brock wasn't going to be there for so long. Um, yeah. Over and over again. Yeah. And then I was like, well, Brock's blatantly coming out. Come on, let's just get to it. Um, and eventually, obviously, Brock comes out. They had an awesome brawl. Um, he threw the ca- he he got a camera. He threw a cameraman. He, everything yeah. was happening. 
Um, it, nobody was safe, honestly. Like anybody who was around the ring was getting getting suplexed for X five. Throwing Drew, Drew Gulak around on it. Then, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of wrestlers that came down. One thing that was cool actually was Cesaro stood up to him and he was like, "I'll back off now." I hope yeah. they play into that because that I don't. I think it was just a coincidence. Yeah. But if they do something with it, because the commentary commentators didn't even mention it, they were like, "Oh, look, Cesaro's there." Like Brock's like, "No, I'm not having any of that." And I was like, mm. "You know, that's I wouldn't mind seeing that." Even though Cesaro's not done anything for ages, it'd still be cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then obviously there was a there's a good ball, and then obviously um, Adam Pearce gets in the ring to suspend Brock, and Brock comes down and brilliantly sort of uh, says, Can, "I didn't hear you. Do you want to do that again?" And then yeah. sort of kept winding him up, and, and Brock's just been brilliant. He doesn't. I thought Brock without Heyman would be weird, but it's actually working fine. Yeah, there's just ways to book Brock. You don't book book him to do. 10 minute long promos and no. you, you book him to come in destroy people say, say one line yeah, one line but at one, cut one line like perfectly yeah. and be intimidating so yeah I think it works really really well yeah brilliant just interested to see what happens now for Roman in this Lesnar absence mm. and I think I think they can play on Heyman without Lesnar there um, for the for the next couple of months as well I think that story should still carry on yeah well um, Roman wasn't happy with Paul was he at the start of this no. um so I think that's definitely going to continue. I don't know who the next challenge is going to be for Roman. I'm sure we'll probably find out this week on SmackDown. Yeah, um, I, mean, I, guess the, new... I guess the other one, obvious one's Drew, isn't it? Um, Drew's the obvious one, but I hope they, I wouldn't mind seeing him hold it's, it's off It's a bit soon, that. isn't um, it? You could do, yeah. you mentioned the New Day being possibly in there. You've got Jeff Hardy, you've got, I don't know. There's not loads of options on SmackDown right now. Yeah, they've um, already done Cesaro, Shinsuke you could do. Yeah, you could, but he's already got the uh, Intercontinental title, so. <laughs> Yeah, um, um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see where they go next. Yeah, I think something else from SmackDown just mentioning Drew Den was he had a match with Sami Zayn. Um, yeah, he well he had an open challenge and Sami Zayn answered it. And um, yeah, yeah it felt nice and fresh, didn't it? Yeah, one of the I think it's the first one they've ever wrestled. Yeah, I think I, I, I read or certainly WWE and on TV. Yeah. I've never seen this um, match before. Yeah, I'm sure I heard it somewhere. It's the first time ever. They've ever wrestled these things. Yeah. Weird. Like, it felt fresh long. just having a match like this. Really fresh. Um, Especially on a show with very few matches. I noted that Sammy had new music, which I wasn't a fan of. Um, yeah, there's a couple there's, of new There was a lot of new music. Some of them I, I didn't mind, but this one, yeah. obviously the start was the same and then it kind of cut into something else. I was like, why have they changed this? Um, don't know. Well, I, I guess they that. want him to be here when his music is very face music because it it's but really happy healed. and everyone gets behind He's it. been here for like two years now. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's, it's a weird time to change <laughs> it's just it. odd. Um, but yeah, really good, really good match here. Um, yeah. Um, one thing I really did like was the finish in this match, actually. Oh, yeah, Sammy um, doing one, two, three. He went to do the Kaluba kick, but do yeah. the one, two, three. Cockily, was, and I knew what was going to happen, but it was still yeah, really well. It was, it was really well done. Um, I thought because the Kaluba kick ha- is perfect for having that countdown as well. If, if he was a babyface, mm. it would work. Um, but obviously, played up on that heel thing. I'm sure they'll do this match four more times on SmackDown, and we'll be bored of it in a few weeks. But um, for now, very positive. Yeah, yeah, um, right. Two, two good in-ring workers and a fun match to, to set off the new era. That was the first in-ring match of the new era. Halfway through the show nearly, I think, but um, by the time they got in the ring. Because the matches, there wasn't a lot of wrestling on this show, which is, I think, a major criticism of SmackDown. Yeah. No women's match again either, um, I don't think. Um, there was a women's segment, which I'll get to later, and I'm going to mention it later on. But um, there was no women's match on the show, which was odd. Yeah, very strange. Um, is there anything else you wanted to mention from SmackDown? 
Um, just quickly, we had the uh, the debut of Hit Row. Hit Row. Um, I'm much anticipated, especially from us. I mean, we've been fans of them on NXT. We've said that on previous shows. And I was really looking forward to seeing them because they've cut some good sort of, they've had some good vignettes. Um, and they come down and I thought they got their promo on point. Um, they, they always talk really well. And I thought a lot of the audience didn't seem to know too much about them. They weren't reacting that much to them. But they, I did notice they said um, they kind of reacted to them by the end when they were doing yeah. the sort of the now you know and the, the hand signal. People were doing it along with them. So I was like, oh, maybe they will get over quickly, hopefully. Um, and I actually think this was the perfect first use for them because I think what WWE doesn't do well enough is do squash matches anymore. They'll just do the same like roster members just getting buried or over and over again. You could, you could pin. Because originally, apparently, the plan was meant to be they were going to face Jinder Mahal and Shankit in this match. Oh, really? Um, and they probably would have done that match, had them win. Then they probably would have done next week, had Jinder <laughs> get his win back. Then yeah. did it again and had win. I actually think putting them in there against some random jobbers, beating them, very quickly, you just get a look, quick look at their move set, and then move on to you know do do that a couple of times with different people, get a few wins under their belt, then moving on to a good storyline is is a good way. I mean they've done it with people. I remember when Braun Strowman first came into WWE, they did that like really well. Nia Jackson, some of, they do it a lot with like bigger people. Yeah. Um, I actually thought this was a good first use of them. Hopefully they get put into a feud soon, but you know, I'm glad that. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm did, yeah. I'm happy for them to just be cutting promos and having these squash matches for for a couple of weeks. I don't think they need to rush anything with Hit Row, especially if they have got nothing planned for them. I, I think so often that they they ruin acts so quickly. Yeah, um, exactly. I think this so, builds them up slowly but nicely, and yeah. you not don't have them lose early. You don't have to have them have really long matches. Yeah, and just have the, them win. The, the, pick the up problem some they have is they're going in as a tag team clearly, and. Um, they didn't show off anyone's solo here. They even had um, Swerve in the tag team rather than... Um, yeah, apparently that was because um, Ashanti is injured at the moment, apparently. Oh, okay. He's okay, not clear to enough. compete. That's apparently the um, reason. I didn't know that at the time, but I've but yeah, that I mean, sense. Yeah, the problem they have is that you say they're the tag champs, and so they can't go for the tag titles anytime soon without losing, realistically. Yeah. So just, yeah, get, get them... You can have them beat them, then you can have them, them you know, maybe, maybe beat Jinder and Shanky in a couple of weeks. Then you can have them, maybe have a match against someone like the Viking Raiders or someone like that. There's a few tag teams on on SmackDown, so yeah, um, house party. I don't think they got drafted, did they? They got. Oh, I saw some people got drafted after the other day. Literally added to brands the other day, and I think Lucha House Party was one of them. But I can't remember. I feel like they were on Raw, but I can't remember. <laughs> Who knows where they are? I know Brock was SmackDown officially now. Oh, really? Yeah, okay, that's interesting. Um, I think Asuka was Raw, was one of the other ones. Not everyone was drafted, though. There's still a few that were undrafted, but there's obviously a few people that are coming back that they wanted to officially put on rosters. Um, yeah. Oh, that's good. But that's it. I, that's all I had from SmackDown. There was a, another Ali Mansour rematch, which I just questioned why they even bothered doing. Um, other than that, not a lot to not else happening other than the main segment, which, like I say, I'll get to later. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to Raw. And... The, I guess the, the, well, is the opening promo and the main event was the Fatal 4-Way ladder match which is one of the better main event matches I we've seen. couldn't believe they did this on a TV episode um, you know I love it when they do good main events on Raw and we've had a few <laughs> recently obviously WWE title matches yeah, we, like that. Have actually, yeah. but we've not had um, like a ladder match or something and it was a meaningful, you know, meaningful main event as well um, four 
perfectly suited guys for this match as well. Rey Mysterio in a ladder match, Kevin Owens in a ladder match, yeah. you know, um, and, and Balor and Rollins as well. So, yeah, for the, my only slight criticism of this is it's four guys that have been losing matches, really. I mean, Rollins lost to Edge. We mentioned that last week that we, we should probably win a match before he goes for the title. I know he's got yeah. the win. He won, Rollins obviously won here. Um, Balor lost to Roman. Um, Owens has, I mean, he lost to Baron Corbin twice, I think. And um, <laughs> and uh, Rey Mysterio, I mean, he, what's he done as a single star? So, Nothing. recently, you know, so that was, you know, I saw a lot of criticism of that online and, and it's fair enough. But at the end of the day, they are four guys that have also been at the top of their game and have won the Universal yeah. WWE Champion. And they kind of justified it by going, no, it was a bit boring because they went through like a resume. It felt like yeah. a job interview. They were walking in saying, well, what, I'm a what US I did champion. Like, I was, um, everyone came out and was like, what? I beat, I, I beat you before, Seth. Yeah, I've beat you before, Seth. Yeah. Oh, I've beat you before. I'm glad Big E like mentioned that because Seth came up first. And he was like, but you yeah. lost. Why should I give you a yeah, title yeah, shot? Big E was really good, actually. Really good with, like, with that. Again, they don't often mention that. And he's like, you just lost to Red. Why, why are you out here? Yeah, why so they, they, they kind it. of did. They, they mentioned it and they kind of worked around it with the... Uh, they rolled off their CVs basically and everything they've won. And they, WWE do that a lot where um, people have lost a lot, but then they put them in a bigger spot. They want to put them in a bigger spot. And instead of building them up and giving them wins, they kind of justify it by their, their past achievements. And they, yeah. Dolph Ziggler is the prime example of that. He will get a title. He will randomly have a title match in like a month. And he's not, he, will, he, he wouldn't have won a singles match in a year, but I'd be like, he's a former, you know, money in the bank winner, former, uh, they'll do that. Yeah, with, and he's a pro- and, and they'll probably do it with Jeff Hardy on SmackDown as well. Um, yeah, yeah, they can easily with Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They they like to do stuff like that. But that was the promo of how we got there. But the match itself was absolutely fantastic, mad. And every time I see Kevin Owens in the ladder match, oh. just, that guy must have a death wish. He's just he's absolutely mad. You know, I think we mentioned before that he's someone on his way out and, you know, just, just going through the motions. But my, yeah. God, my God, has he put his body on the line here? For Even him? going through the motions, he's still yeah. one of the best in-ring like, workers. There was a part where they, when they set the ladder up outside, they put it between, like, the edge of the rope, the apron and the um, announce desk. And I was like, Kevin Owens is going through that ladder later. 100%. He's the only person yeah. in this match he's going through. I that. was actually surprised because he, um, he set up a table and normally they, in a wrestling match, the person who sets up the table goes through the table. And I was like, oh, Owens is yeah. going through that as well. And then, but he actually powerbombed um, Rey Mysterio, I think, through it. Yeah. Um, uh, but there were so many good spots in this. And Owens was like the majority of them. Um, he's just, I mean, he's one of my faves. Everyone knows that anyway. But he is yeah. just amazing. And these four oh, work really? so well together. He did a diving senton bomb um, onto a ladder and then Seth moved out of the way. So he just diving senton like, oh, yeah, onto a crazy. ladder. Yeah, it was like Jesus a cannon. It was Christ. a cannonball, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah I've got... Um, there was a powerbomb onto a ladder uh, in this match. Uh, there was a six not, uh, 619 where he did like a vault into Owens as well, Ray. Um, oh, yeah, and then, then he jumped off the apron, didn't he? Yeah, it was like a pole vault thing. Yeah. Um, all Owens was involved in nearly every big spot. I, I swear. It was insane. Um, he just loves putting his body on the line. He tweeted about it, actually. And the next day, he was basically like, you know, I'm never going to, I didn't, thanks, because obviously you got a lot of praise. Yeah. And he was like, you know, I'm never going to stop putting my body on the line. The day I hold back will be the day I retire. Um, and then he randomly put PS, Ray Mysterio was the best um, after that. But um, I don't think he's really had a program with Ray before. Maybe that's why, he, I don't know if he's had a match with Ray, but um, uh, yeah, that might be why I mentioned it, just because yeah. Ray 
and may, maybe Ray was because Ray's the most experienced person. I mean, they're all experienced, but Ray's a vet, like the veteran. Maybe he was the kind of one talking people through the match and the spots and and coming up with stuff. I don't know because yeah. he's very innovative, Ray Mysterio. Um, but yeah, yeah, the match was great, and I think I think the right person won. Um, yeah, well, this is one of those. Yeah, I think from the setup of the how the you know the promo at the start of the show, I thought it was quite obvious that Seth was going to win in a way because he's only heel. Like he's the one that came out and confronted Biggie originally. I thought, and then like when you look at the other three guys, you think they're in there because it's the ladder match and to make it good. Um, but with all that being said. I still enjoyed the match as much as I would if I didn't know if if, if I had no inkling of who was going to win. I wasn't one hundred percent sure Seth was going to win. I just think it was probably the right decision because it made sense yeah. for, to be the heel, the only heel in the match. And I think Seth's been overdue a title match, whereas Balor's literally just had one against Roman. <laughs> um, KO had like three in a row at the end of last year against Roman. Rey Mysterio really isn't a tag team. That's had a so, singles match, yeah. you know. So. It was, um, I think Seth was the right person to win it. It's just the fact that he's obviously lost a feud against Edge literally the night before he lost the Hell in a Cell match to Edge. And it, but credit to Rollins, actually. We talked about Owens taking bumps, but I mean, Owens worked a Hell in a Cell match and a ladder match in 24 hours. Um, well, no, it's a couple of days because th- th- this, this was Monday night. Oh, sorry, I know, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, sorry, sorry. The, the pay per view was Thursday, wasn't it? Yeah. I don't know why I thought it was because Rollins has been on SmackDown. It's because Rollins has been on SmackDown or yeah, yeah. like the last year. But still, and so was Owens and Bella and Ray as well, by the way. Yeah, it was. All four of them were SmackDown guys. That's why I've, I've I kind of got confused then. Yeah, but, yes. I think they mentioned that like you know Biggie's. They mentioned that Biggie's like always been on Raw. Like he was on SmackDown. I'm sure he was. Like he was on SmackDown. He yeah, won a title. He won a title whilst his, whilst in the SmackDown competitor. Um, yeah, just like I noticed the comment, commentators mentioned. But yeah, so but credit to Seth anyway because I, mean, I know it's a couple of days, but still, you can work in a Hell in a Cell match and then a ladder match in the space of like three days is still some effort. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Oh, so yeah, uh, credit to all of them. They all they, they were all fantastic in this match. Yeah, great match, and there's like, let's say the, especially the, for Raw, right, pay per view. Yeah, level. the right the right four people to put in a match like that. If mm. you know for for what it was, um, I think we move on now to the tag title picture. So yeah. We had a number one contenders match, um, which the Dirty Dogs won zigzag. Yeah, this was a nice surprise for me. Zigzag um, spine buster double team move I've maybe not seen before. Maybe I have. To, to, the um, obviously they advertised after Crown Jewel. I, I kind of moaned on the the Crown Jewel review podcast because they advertised AJ and Amos getting another match, and I was like, New Era, and they're doing this really yeah. like another rematch. But they did a three-man, three man uh, triple threat tag team match here with Street Profits, Alpha Academy, and the Dirty Dogs. And um, I thought, I kind of thought the Street Profits might just win, to be honest. Um, and Montez Ford again was ca- like incredible in this match. He was in the ring like the bulk of the time. Yeah, I know. Um, mad, he was amazing. Um, and the Dirty Dogs got the win, which I was kind of pleasantly surprised about because I, re- I do like Ziggler and Rude. Um, and a clean, like clean as well. I didn't do anything. Weird. Wow. Yeah, the Omos come out. Yeah, clean, clean from their point of view. I mean, yeah. Um, I was guess yeah, I was going to get to the Omos bit, and then they had a match on the same night, and I actually thought they had a, another that match also was really good. The tag team match of yeah, it was okay, really Brian. good. If it wasn't the, for the ladder match main event, yeah. that was probably the ma- match of the night. Um, really good for for I, I noticed um particularly when Riddle and Ziggler were in the ring, the match was like really really good. Um, 
But yes, in the triple threat match, we also got Omos come out, take out um, the Street Profits. So obviously, I think we're setting up a program between the Profits and AJ and Omos, which is fine because that means we've got a secondary tag feud. You haven't just got a title feud. Yeah, it's nice to see. Um, so I'm all for that. And the matches themselves were really good. I, I thought they delivered. So no complaints on that. I thought that, yeah. that those two things on the show were the two that stood out for me. The, the ladder match and everything in the main event and the tag stuff. I thought it was all, yeah. all good. I think the only negative note I've got on the um, tag title match was it was a, it was a roll-up on a roll-up to seal the win. Yeah. They, they, they tried to roll up Riddle and Riddle reverses the roll up on Ziggler, I think it yeah. was, for the win. I'm just so numb to it on, yeah. on board. But it's, it's a roll up on a roll up. They're getting, they're getting, <laughs> they're getting more inventive with their roll ups. Um, Seeing we'll have a match which is just roll ups for the whole match, just 10 minutes of roll ups. Oh, do you remember? Was it an NXT UK match with Tyler Bate once where that happened? Yeah. Or, do you remember yeah, that? Yeah, Tyler Bate does do that sometimes when he gets. It was a Tyler Bate and somebody. I can't remember who it was. Yeah. And they were literally, the first like two minutes of the match was just them trying to roll each other up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that stuff was good. Not a lot else to say about it. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning also um, just Damien Priest, um, interesting, slightly different character for him. Um, yeah, and I, I like the fact he was against T-Bar now, actually doing something with him as well. Yes, I, yeah. I, 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 I think... for this match, I was like, oh, we're going to see T-Bar, because it was one of those contender matches. It, it shocked me, because, win. Yeah. well, I thought that Damien Priest was just going to beat him in two minutes, to be honest. That's what I thought mm-hmm. was going to happen. Um, but the fact that T-Bar looks strong in the match, obviously he ends up getting DQ'd and doing a DQ finish normally would annoy me. But then they did the after-match angle where Priest went nuts, absolutely mm-hmm. nuts, and destroyed him. Obviously, they're going to do this match again, probably for the title. Um, and Ooh. yeah, I'm, I'm not against it because Dominic Dijakovic... He's been one of the biggest spaces on Raw for the past... He's a brilliant year, wrestler. Though. And Just to see him in there with Priest, that's, that gets the thumbs up from me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought the match was good. I thought the finish was intriguing, even though it was a DQ. Um, the only thing is, obviously, the Priest entrance change. Um, what did you make of that? Yeah, so I... <sighs> Quite quite quickly when I saw this entrance, not so much the music, which well, I can't, it was very basic. I remember exactly what the music was. I actually was. quite liked it because it sounded kind of quiet. Like I don't know. I actually quite liked the entrance. I liked his old music anyway. Yeah. But no. Yeah. I, I don't I, think I, they needed I to change it. Entrance, but actually, but, yeah. Now I think there was free music because uh, Carmella randomly had music as well. New music. Yeah. Carm- yeah. That was. Um, there was a couple more. Oh. There might have even been more than that. But Priest was actually the one I liked. Yeah. Well, on the um on the uh like entrance it had like one side red one side blue didn't it or like, like it was a, black and white i think in the end or black and white it was like, it was like a good and bad contrast it's quite, it's quite yeah. good, like a good and bad mm. and i thought well now he's gonna be one of these characters that has two personalities that i think i had that written down on his entrance i was like oh what are they doing here they're doing like a two personality type thing and then later on t-bar winds him up and he he snaps so he's clearly got this it's something different for he changes, him changes um, character. i don't think he needed anything different but, you know, it might give him an extra layer, maybe. Well, I was actually yeah, thinking, I haven't come the last time I saw him on TV. I feel like he was, he was on, he's having matches every week. And I haven't he, seen he him for a couple of weeks. He was off TV for two or three weeks. So I think they were working. Yeah, so it's just good, good to see him back. Um, and, and, you know, it's just one of those, oh, let's, let's see what happens with it. I think it could be good. Um, yeah, probably more interested in what, I mean, I, he needs to change his name from T-Bar. Yeah, but I'm just so uh, glad he's in a spot to see where... what he does because he's so good. I oh, know he's he's a great wrestler, and I thought he got like even in the match whilst it was going on, it got DQ'd. 
but it wasn't like Priest was getting the better of him massively and then he desperately got DQ'd. Like it was yeah. an even match for five minutes. And I'm glad that that is the case because when he was in a tag team, it felt like they were just completely pointless. Um, so yeah, I like I liked this on the whole. I thought over again overall, this was one of the better things. Um, and there was a few things I didn't like on the show, but yeah. these these few things were were good. I guess the main thing as well was it, it was just fresh, just a fresh um, yeah matchup. And, and you know, we had a new era. We had we didn't have as many rematches. My one made obviously we might have got the AJ match um, against AJ and almost against RK Bro if. I don't know where AJ was. He wasn't on the show, so I don't know if that, that changed their plans. My mate, one major criticism of this show didn't quite make my skid mark, but could have done is the fact that I could not believe they had a whole new roster and they had Carmelo and Liv Morgan face each other again. And I, I couldn't. Liv, I, and I Liv Morgan win. Uh, Carmelo win again. Yeah, I just, uh, I despair honestly. I know. And the other women's match we had was to drop Zena Vega again, which I know is like a still fairly new matchup but yeah it's only it's only the second time but yeah i, yeah. I felt like everything with a win actually you know people i saw some people say oh they've just moved everything from smackdown over to raw and whilst i don't think that's totally true everything with the women was just repeated Liv morgan carmella bianca becky yeah and um zelina madudrop although zelina dudrop were on different yeah, plans yeah, but yeah, still they had yeah. a match it was still a continuation of a feud nothing new so everything with the women was repeated it felt very lazy yeah. Um, and I didn't, I mean, we haven't mentioned Becky and Bianca, but they didn't really do anything that interesting. The yeah, only thing I did like was the back of the line bitch line from Becky. Um, yeah, yeah, that was good. But yeah. other than that, there wasn't a lot to it. No. Um, one thing that was fresh on the show was uh, we got Dominic v. Austin Theory. Yes. Um, which I quite like this. I quite like Austin Theory's character. It's very, again, very simple, just he likes taking selfies with people. And I just like not just anyone though. It's like yeah, his like childhood legends, heroes, yeah, like Jeff Hardy and, and Rey Mysterio. Dominic makes sense. standing up to him, and like this match again for two. Again, I I know Dominic's been on the main roster for like two years now, and Austin Theory's been on the main roster, uh, been at WrestleMania, and he's gone back to NXT for a, a year, then come back. I know these aren't completely fresh guys, but in terms of the Raw roster, probably the two freshest guys on the roster in terms of... And the two youngest in age, by a long yeah. way. Yeah, they're both like um, 24 or something, aren't they? And I, I noticed, yeah. as soon as I saw this match was happening, I wrote down, um, you know, WWE kind of gets criticism for putting too many matches in too many old guys on the roster. Like half, most of the roster are 40 plus or like people at range are like 36, but you know, they're 35 yeah. plus, let's say. It's not many under 30s. I think in the Royal Rumble this year, there were two competitors under the age of 30 which was Otis and uh, Otis was 29 and Dom was the other one who's like he was 23 at the time um and here you had two 24 year olds yeah and, and it, it was a really good um, match as well I thought and I just thought that was refreshing in itself you know it was and I really <clears> like Austin Fury's finisher which I've described it as an F5 meets a GTS yeah it kind of is it's, it's, it's more like a GTS like a, yeah it's yeah. kind of like an F5 type start goes into a GTS and um, mm. it's just a really good finisher for Austin Theory. And I, I, I like what they've done for Austin Theory since being called up. He's not just in 24-7 title picture. He's not just losing every week. He's, he's not just following. Title. He's been his own guy. He's beating people. And um, yeah, I'm just interested to see what Austin Theory does. He's been booked better than he, has, what he was on, on NXT so far. Because NXT, yeah. he was basically a joke on NXT. Yeah, um, most of the time. As, yeah. as, as much as I enjoyed him, he was never anyone to take seriously in the ring. And the I, ring, I like the gimmick so far. Yeah, really good. So 
future's bright for Austin Theory and Dominic potentially as well. Um, so I thought Dominic looked good in this match as well. Um, he hasn't had many singles matches. Yeah. I mean, yeah. this match was, didn't go that long. And, uh, but Theory, again, Theory won it clean, which is yeah, interesting. It's a clean didn't finish. Need... I like that. Dominic, he used his finisher. Did his selfie, yeah. And then moved on. And yeah. that got, got his finisher over, got his gimmick like over, it. and then it moved on. That's but honestly, already, do. I'm looking forward to see who Austin Theory takes a selfie with on Monday. Already, I'm looking forward to it. Um, oh, quickly, I just remembered. I think that's probably everything big from Raw covered. We did mention um, the women's title picture briefly as well. Yeah. Um, but I just remembered we've got a we had a poll run which is NXT yeah, I was related. Gonna, I did think of this. We should have done this at yeah, NXT. We got like halfway through Dynamite and I remembered it. Yeah, it's just order of my notes are in the polls at the bottom. Um, yeah. so, so we ran a poll um, before Halloween Havoc to say what match you most looking forward to um and, and we had a decent response um and uh champa breaker got 58 percent of the votes so over half um i think this was our most um most uh entrance in a poll i think since since we've been running polls i think this was um a really popular one for whatever reason uh raquel and mandy got 27 percent uh, MSK Imperium nine and the women's tag six. Um, so that was how. Yeah, I'm not really surprised by that. Probably, yeah. Uh, but it's just funny that that was, um, you know, beforehand. And now I think afterwards, I think MSK Imperium, if you go on best matches of the night. Yeah. Interesting to see if we did a poll best matches of the night, the differences. I, I think, can, yeah, I think it would be very different. I can MSK Imperium would get a lot higher. I think MSK Imperium was, there wasn't, like you said, there wasn't much of a build or story to it. So as compared to the others, probably wasn't hyped as much, but sometimes those matches deliver in ring more. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, <clears throat> okay, I think we're on to our favourite um, segment, segment of the week. Yep. Krusty's favourite. He, he's not here, but... Yep, we're just still doing it without Krusty. Krusty not being <laughs> here is my skid mark. <laughs> that is basically our skid mark. Um, but my, I'll, so I'll, I'll kick off because I think you've got a more passionate skid mark than me this week. Yeah. Um, but my skid mark this week comes from AEW, um, and I think it was on Graham. There no, wasn't on Rampage. It was on um, Dynamite on Saturday um, in the Lance Archer uh, Eddie Kingston match, um, and Lance Archer went to do a, a moonsault off the top rope, which I think he's done a few times before. But he's a big, big, heavy guy, and he just mistimed it completely. And landed flush on his neck. Um, it, it looked horrible. Um, and he was down for a while. There were people out there, medics checking on him. Um, and yet he went back in the ring and finished the match. And, you know, sometimes, rest, you know, I think, rest, I think it's probably his call to say, I want to finish this match. But they only, they, he, when they say finish match, he did literally yeah, go into no, the yeah, so yeah, by he, didn't do anything, he didn't do any moves. To take he got rolled bumps, up, but he also but... He did he did get rolled up on his neck. I will just say he yeah. they, they rolled like it, it, that's his that's where it's just been landed on his neck. It's a very serious, potentially serious injury, like career threatening, life threatening potentially. We've we've you know we've seen, we've heard horror stories about these kind of things. Um and so I I think it was his call to carry on and finish the match. Um but he, he he was down for a little while. Um and I think I just think that the medical team need to just say I, I don't care what you say, Lance Archer. We're not finishing this match. Um, AW, AW, 
yeah, they've got previous. With yeah, Matt I was going to say the, the thing is, I don't think this incident on its own would have been that bad, but they've we've seen it before. It's, yeah, the, the Matt Hardy against Sammy Guevara lands yeah, on his head. On that the one stands tree. out, and I think there's been a couple like, of others. Yeah, that one, I think they like almost finished the match and they restarted it again because Matt yeah. Hardy came back and like they just, you shouldn't do that. Like we we saw with Persia Perotta, uh, not Persia, uh, JC Jane in NXT last week where she got injured and just got taken out of the match. And I know that was a tri- triple threat match. It was easy to um, finish. Yeah, that, that is the thing. If you're in a multi-person um, match, you can just get taken out. It's yeah, a lot easier. Yeah, ha- we had one a few years back in the May Young Classic in WWE with Tegan Knox against Rhea Ripley. Don't know if you remember. Um, I don't, know. Tegan Knox got uh, messed up her knee and they finished the match and Rhea Ripley like, was a heel and played into it. and like Yeah, yeah. I remember Zia Lee having one in NXT as yeah, well. Yeah, they worked it really well. And so I think WWE are a lot better at this, just going off... Um, They've got years and years of experience I behind them, of. I think. You know, um, yeah, some of the guys in it, AEW... The, and that's the, not an excuse. The medical team, either, need, they, they need to be... Or Tony Khan needs to be stronger and just be like, in future, if anything like this happens, we just end the match, it's fine. And I don't think... It makes anyone look better that they've come back in and finish up finish up with a roll up. If if they if the referee had done, uh, you know, called the match and said um, Eddie Kingston advances because Lance Archer can't finish, that makes any you know it's like oh that, that's that's fine. I, I don't think that I don't think of coming in and rolling them up is, was a just reason to for him to yeah they could have they on. could have just done the they put the X up which is what you do when someone's injured rang the bell and yeah. said Lance Archer can't continue. Continue. Yeah, I mean, you know, as well. we, we're not stupid. We know someone lands on their neck, not not just a little bit on the neck. He landed almost, you know, bang on the top of his yeah. head. So his neck it was very, it was very nasty. Um, yeah, so I, I just didn't like that. And as soon as I saw that, I winced um, and I skidded my pants with, with a skid mark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, it's not it's it's not an unfair one. I think it's a a fair point, and there wasn't anything. I don't think, there was, apart from one segment, my segment, I'm going to choose in a minute, I don't think there was anything that was horrible enough, segment-wise, to call no, out. So well, maybe an unsafe the only, the only other thing I, I thought about was the main event of Dynamite. and uh, Yeah. I mean, Halloween. you could have done the NXT ladder match in, in the similar vein, but I don't think, nobody did get, someone could have got hurt, but they didn't. So, yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I just hope Lance Arch is okay. I'm sure he is. Um, yeah, yeah, he has tweeted about it since, saying he's fine. But, um, yeah. That's you know good. he's gonna be. I think he's gonna be out for a bit um, of time to to rest that neck up. But I, I think he's all right. I don't think he's gonna have any long term problem from good. it. So yeah, shall then. I move on to mine? Or? Yeah, do your skid mark. So you're probably wondering why I didn't mention it on uh, earlier in the show. It's because it's my skid mark. It's the SmackDown main event. Se- you do this as a main event segment as well, which is <laughs> criminal, and it's the belt swap. We we spoke about it on Crown Jewel. We spoke about all the possibilities they could do. Um, I think Krusty mentioned doing stuff at Survivor Series to sort the belts out, you know, who um, the champ, which champions on which show, or maybe unifying the titles, or, or someone drops a title before Survivor Series. And none of that happened. And I kind of said last week, it wouldn't surprise me if they just do the belt swap. Because, yeah, I know, mean, the, the fact they even did a belt swap wound me up anyway before. And they announced it before. And I was like, what are you doing? And that was bad enough, the fact that they announced it. I thought they were going to swerve us and do something else. I really did, especially when, you know, they mentioned Becky two belts, Charlotte, they kind of eat, both of them even said, you know, I'll challenge you to a match for it kind of thing. Yeah. But Sonia was, Sonia Deville was basically like, no, we're just going to swap the belts guys. Um, 
and and that's what happened and it was a main event of a show as well like you had all the, the good stuff with drew and sammy and the um the brock and roman stuff early on in the show and this just brought me really down on smackdown in the end like it's how you leave them sometimes and um it was just shocking like yeah it was shocking that they booked it so i blame Vince or whoever booked this in the first place and whose idea it was. Why not sort it out before this? Have Sasha win the title or don't swap brands, maybe. There's another idea. Um, <laughs> however you want to get around it, don't do this. Um, and that was bad to start with. And then the actual delivery of it was was bad as well. So it was bad in idea and execution. The execution of it, the raw drop title got dropped on the floor, um, which apparently wasn't going to happen. Becky threw the belt across at Charlotte. They looked both looked legitimately pissed off that the segment was even happening. And then with each other in the segment, um, it was so awkward. I was just like, can this please end? Uh, yeah. Luckily it didn't go on that long. And then afterwards you hear reports of Charlotte um, getting heated and um, backstage problems, um, escorted, even escorted from the building. Um, she was meant to do, apparently she was meant to do some media this week for WWE, which they pulled her from. Um, and I mean, I'm looking forward to Survivor Series, I'll say that, because if those two are in a match against each other, it'll be a bit tasty, <laughs> but that shouldn't be why you're looking forward to a match, um, And but the whole thing was a mess, they should never have booked it, and then the, the aftermath of it, which led to two of your top stars being legitimately pissed, is not good, um, and if, you know, if, that's, if Charlotte's got some heat on that, from that, that's a real shame. Um, because the segment should never have been booked in the first place. Whether she did any wrong, I don't know. In the in backstage, we don't know what happened there. But you know, I can understand the frustration from all of the people involved, even Sonya Deville as well. Like from her point of view, she looks like an idiot. So it just yeah. made everything look shit. And then when Becky came out with a raw title on Monday, I all I could think of was you would have smacked down with this champion like two days ago. It's oh, just no. it's just wrong. Yeah, I mean, the just swapping the titles in itself is a, such a moronic idea. Like, just don't name your belts after brands. I said it last week. They could have just, like, just introduced two new titles and just got rid of the SmackDown Women's and Raw Women's titles and just changed both of their names to Universal and Heavyweight Women's Champion or whatever. I, I, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just such a mess. And, it, do- it didn't suit either character. And also the fact that Charlotte in the segment was like, oh, well, let's have a, let's have a match then to decide it, uh, you know, for both belts. And then Becky never responded and it was all a bit awkward. And it was just like, I don't know Char- whether Charlotte was meant to say that or whether, you know, she's... It went uh, right off. <laughs> it's I just think it on and off the handle, like... So bad. And the way Becky threw the belt was so, so much disdain. And apparently they... I, I saw online, apparently they cut where... The t- uh, someone dropped the title before as well. Yeah, they, they cut it from the TV tapings. Yeah, like we we saw it on that. TV, but on the because the, they repeated the SmackDown was repeated on Saturday yeah. night, um, and they cut that. They cut her dropping the belt because obviously it wasn't going to happen, so they cut it from it. Apparently, yeah. I mean, the only bit I liked from that was Becky being like, "I, I you know, see you guys at Swan Series," and I walked off. Yeah, I mean, that's, that bit like... suits Becky's character, but the rest of it doesn't. That's, yeah. Like, you're right. I didn't even mention the fact it doesn't suit their characters, but you're right. It, no, that it adds to it even more. Like, like, 
Yeah, they, they did yeah. the Street Profits and New Day, and it kind of fits their characters. It's a tag title. It's not really cares about tag titles. Mm. Um, and this is your main women's um, world titles. Two yeah, of can, your biggest can stars. Can you imagine them doing the same segment, but with Big E and Roman, just being like, oh, here you go. Here's the title. Here you go. Exactly. Sarah. You wouldn't just, do it. It's, 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 it's very demeaning to like the women's... It really... like It gives them extra title the reign on their title. legacy as well, which Does really it? annoys that's, that's really Apparently bad. so, yeah. Because Well, they did when the Street Profits and the New Day did it. They're so. doing anything to get Charlotte to the record, wouldn't they? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Honestly, like... It really wound me. It, this segment wound me up so much. Um, Interesting to see what they do with Charlotte now. Whether they strip her, like not strip her, but you know, make her lose to Sasha Banks before Survivor Series. It would be very interesting because if she has got legitimate heat backstage, it'd be interesting if she's even on SmackDown tomorrow and what they do because it is it's a bit. You know, if if the, all of the backstage rumors are true, it's a bit interesting. It's a, it's very interesting. Um, yeah. But I, I'm sure. It'll, It'll probably get calmed down. It'll probably calm down and get worked out. I mean, Char- I don't think Charlotte's, you know, because I saw some report the other day, which I don't, I, I don't believe this part is Charlotte sort of deliberately trying to get released or something like that. But I cannot see why she would do that. Firstly, to be unprofessional, I don't think anyone that tries to do that. Then you'd want to get hired by anyone else. Secondly, I know Andrade's in AEW, but I don't think she's going to be pushed or booked any better there than she is in WWE. She's been so well protected. Yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It's all a bit odd. But if she's got backstage heat and people don't want to work with her, then that's obviously a problem. But I, I think it'll sort itself out before Survivor Series. And I'm sure Becky will be the professional, be professional as well. And they'll just get on with it. But yeah, it's interesting to see what happens. I'm looking forward to SmackDown. I'm looking forward to that most on SmackDown just to see what they do. Because yeah. it was so bad. Like, I want to see how they rec- try and recover it. Um you know, it shouldn't be why you want to watch something. You should be want to watch something because it's good, like with Roman or other things. Yeah, um, but you know, I want to watch it because it's been a train wreck. It's quite interesting. That is very interesting to see what happens. Um, yeah, I mean, I, like like you say, I think they'll get it sorted. I mean, Charlotte and Becky are, uh, have known each other a long time. It's not like yeah. these these are two. You well, know, they, they've been best friends in the past. Girls, like, girls that have just clashed like, heads. Yeah, they, they you know, they've been. With each other since NXT, so they, 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 I'm sure they, there's more heat to Charlotte than just Becky Lynch. I'm sure she has heat with a lot of people backstage, but um, I'm sure I'm apparently Sonia as well, you know, was really Sonya. annoyed but yeah. back with it as well. So they're all involved in the segment, and, and, and my, again, it goes back to it don't book the segment and then let's what happened. Um, yeah, because it's a ridiculous segment in the first place. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I would, I say, I, I predict they're just going to give the title to Sasha now. Um, if, if it's if. They've, if they're pissed off with Charlotte, they'll just give it to Sasha, and that's, you know, an easy. They may well do that. That's, may well do. that's an easy out, I think, for them. Hmm. Um. All right, I think that's it for yeah. this week. Yeah, I mean, we've done that quite well. It's just over an hour and a half. And honestly, when I saw the amount of notes I had and the amount of stuff to talk about, I thought yeah, we could go on for like three hours. The, if it was the three of us, it would have been a longer show. Uh, but we've done it in uh, such a reasonable moment. time. Yeah, it's not too bad. Um, so yeah, that, that's it for uh, that's it for this week. Um, so we'll be back the same time next week with Krusty. Hopefully, all three of us will be back next week. Um, so in the meantime, do check out our bonus pod, which we mentioned at the start um, was released on Monday afternoon. Um, it's the bonus episode to the review of Crown Jewel. Um, 
you can also follow us on Twitter at Recharge Wrestle um, and on Facebook as well at Recharge Wrestle. Um, obviously, I, I think I mentioned last week, but feel free to interact, comment, uh, send messages, DMs. Um, we have an email address as well, uh, rechargewrestling at gmail.com. Um, we're always happy to um, take on any questions or comments you want us to mention um, in the shows coming up. Uh, you know, or any, any suggestions of any of any segments or anything you'd, you'd kind of be interested in hearing from us. We're, we're kind of open to ideas. We're uh, kind of rolling with the punches at the moment, but, um, you know, always open for ideas. And uh, we're also part of the Robot Republic network um, of podcasts, which you can follow them on Twitter at Robot Republic, Robot Republic underscore. Um, and yeah, you, you, we, so all, all, of, all of our podcasts will appear under their feed um, and you can just find um, that on, on Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts by searching Robot Republic um, and our podcast will appear under there. Uh, but until next time, guys, we will see you next week. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.